Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Unafraid podcast. This is the show that shares stories and discussions from the queer life experience. I am Jay, of course, and this is episode 39. Holy smokes. Two more episodes away from how old I am, or not quite yet. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 41 in a few days here, but uh, but yeah, we're getting up there, so that's a that's a good thing. Uh, big shout out to the show's sponsor, Rebecca Jonesy, who is a friend and a great ally to the queer community. Um, Rebecca heard the first few episodes of this show and decided that she had to sponsor it, and I'm so glad that she did because uh, it helps me to uh, to keep everything moving and, and get everything paid for. Uh, Rebecca is the author of the Mabs Doll series, where the Fae know that everyone is unique and all love is valid. All right, well, I have another great guest for you today, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Britt, how are you today? I am doing so well. Good, good. And you were a little nervous before we hit record, record there. Are you doing okay, though? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fine. Is... We were we were talking about our, our sweaty hands just a minute ago. I, you know, I, I still get nervous before every show I do, even though this is, you know, number 39. It's just, it's always exciting talking to people. But Britt, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my hands are indeed gross. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, let's see, I'm married to an amazing woman, and we have a child on the way. Um, I run a bakery that is plant-based. Um, just all of the queerness that I can possibly, like, I maybe I need to get a Subaru. I don't know. Yeah, you need a Subaru. <clears throat> Do you also have a garden? Um, I don't tend to it. Uh, kind of, but we do have a garden in the back. Yes, <laughs> that's that's awesome. My uh, my my wife is is not gay. Well, I guess it depends on how you how you view me and my gender. But um, she she doesn't identify as a as a, as gay at all. But um, some very good friends of ours uh, who who are a lesbian couple have have told her before that she is lesbian gold because she just does all the things that a lesbian would do. I'm like, oh, well, I yeah. think that's a good thing, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I have a bunch of plants in the kitchen, but uh, I'm, I'm growing roses in the middle of February, so that's that's great. Wow. It's hard to grow roses normally. Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know how they're, how they're still alive, so... Well, tell me, tell me about your, your bakery. Is this your place, or are you, do you manage it, or what's the deal with it? Um, so my friends own Rose Gold Coffee Company, and um, before they opened, they needed a, a baker to do all of the baked goods for the place, and the kitchen is just inside of there. Um, I don't own it, but I do manage it. That's cool. And you said plant-based, and I, I, I picture bakeries as being plant-based anyways, like like flour and stuff like that is there something more to it um well they don't like the term vegan because it you know like it puts people off um i think plant-based offers a little bit of mystery (laughs) but we don't we don't use um like we use earth balance butter and oat milk for most recipes we just started making cheeseburgers and i make the hamburger 
for that out of beans and nuts and wheat gluten. And I make the burger buns and everything, and uh, it's it's pretty realistic, I think. <laughs> okay. I don't know. My, my wife loves, love, love, loves black bean burgers. They are her her favorites, and um, we have some some good friends that are that are vegans or or plant based. They're plant based, um, and they're they're always wanting us to to eat their food. However, my wife is allergic to soy, and so the, she really can't eat much of anything. You know, there there's some stuff, but it it seems like not a whole lot for a soy allergy. Yeah, Kaya is also allergic to soy, so that's like one of my main um, things at the shop is that I don't use soy either. Oh, oh that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, and you guys, well, and this might be a couple of years now. As I get older, my my memory gets worse, but uh, I remember you guys just went on a uh, on a cool trip to, to Japan not long ago, where you got to eat a, a lot of cool different foods, right? Oh yeah, I couldn't tell you. Um, like we we spent a lot of time inside of Seven Elevens, which um, I didn't think that that was going to be a thing. But we ate so much fruit food from convenience stores. So, what I, why, why, how did that happen? Uh, that's a it's a great question. There was a Seven Eleven on every single block. Um, I don't even think that they sold gasoline. I think that it was mostly about. Um, like people on the go all the time and needing food, but the food was so good. So I highly recommend just doing that if you're <laughs> going to Japan. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I always kind of think of uh, you guys as as adventurers, you know, based on the way you talk about traveling. Because you were over there for quite a while, weren't you? Yeah, we were there for like a month or so. Man, that's amazing. Are you are you still planning on, on on traveling once you have your little one? Uh, yeah, I am under the impression we're doing something for my birthday, but um, I haven't been told details. <gasps> Kaya, uh, we need details. <laughs> yeah, you let me know what she says. So. <laughs> That's awesome. When's your birthday? Uh, June ninth. Okay. How old are you going to be? Uh, <laughs> going to be thirty-one. 31 oh, oh my goodness well you you know don't feel bad because that's a decade younger than me, me so that's that's still okay but you guys are like the the young queer power couple i i love it you guys are amazing uh, does uh kaya work at the at the uh, same shop as you uh yeah as a barista during oh. the day that's pretty cool so you guys work together and you live together and you still get along okay yeah, we make it work. <laughs> oh, that's that's fun. You know, Heather and I worked worked together for many years, and and people didn't understand how we could work together and then still be okay at home. But I don't know. I just think it works right with some personalities. Oh, definitely. On Sundays, we get to run the coffee shop by ourselves. So sweet. It's super, super great to like greet everyone as a couple. <laughs> or sick, I, I should say, right? Oh yeah, it's totally <laughs> with with three with three cues. Three cues, yeah. <laughs> At I, least I like it. Oh, okay. So we were kind of going back and forth on on what we were gonna talk about today, um, and you actually had a a couple good ones. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about your 
coming out story if you want to if you want to try to tackle that sure i can i can try to make that one pretty pretty quick and to the point um well, it doesn't have to be quick and to the point that's the whole point of this you, no you, i know <laughs> but it's not really it's not really that exciting let me get some um, mood music going on here oh, i don't have music so <laughs> insert britney spears or something <laughs> um let's see i think i was in like probably elementary school or something and uh i remember being in the car with my grandmother and she asked me if i liked boys and i was like uh, of course i like boys like what do you mean like what is the other option um and looking back now as an adult i like everybody knew that i was queer um which is upsetting because no one told me um <laughs> But then it wasn't until I was in probably like 10th grade where I realized, oh, I have an unhealthy obsession with this girl in my class. Um, I don't think I like boys. So that's great. Um, I don't know what to do about that. Um, I went to a very small school, so there weren't any other queer kids really in my in my school at all and I let's see I told my friend over the internet that I I was like hey I think I'm a lesbian and she was like okay and then I was like just kidding <laughs> uh, and then she was like okay and I was like so how do you feel about that <laughs> and she was like I don't care and I was like okay well I think I am a lesbian <laughs> Um, yeah, and then I think that summer during the fair or something, my mom was braiding my hair, and she was like, Brittany, I'm going to ask you, do you like girls? And my first thought was, if you're going to be upset by it, I don't want you having a hold of my hair right now. <laughs> um, so... I like waited for her to finish braiding my hair and then I like moved away and I was like, yeah, I think I do like girls. And she was like, okay, I have known for a very long time. So, um, well, how that's... would, how would she have known? Um, because I never, I never really had an interest in, in anyone seemingly. Um, and then there was a time where I was just talking about this girl in my class a lot or something. And she was like, uh-huh, yeah. Have you, like, are you guys friends? And I was like, oh, no, I don't talk to her. <laughs> like, absolutely not. I'm not going to talk to this girl. Um, and, then, uh, and then she was just like, okay, well, that's fine. But then... Like, my, my family on my mom's side is super, um, like, super Christian and religious in general. And I just didn't want, I didn't want them to react badly because I already didn't really feel accepted by them because I'm more of a, like, a punk representing person, <laughs> I guess. I could see that. And... I never really fit in with uh, 
their ideal views of what a woman should look like. Um, so it was just like a whole bunch of navigating that. And um, I was also afraid of telling my mom because she's not, or she wasn't, um, she was, she was super manipulative. So I was afraid of her using that against me at some point, I think. Um, did that ever happen or no? Yeah. There was one time where she had picked me up from my girlfriend's house and, um, she was upset with me because she had gone through my journal and, um, I said something about like, I, I couldn't wait to be old enough to move out of her house and, um, that I just wasn't happy as a teenager, which I feel like is a very common thing. Um, but she was really offended by it. Um, maybe don't go through your kids' journals. I don't know. Um, but then she got on the phone with my aunt, her sister, and um, told told my aunt, well, did you know that Brittany's a lesbian? And I was like, okay, well, yeah, they probably did. Um, <laughs> but also, like, that's really hurtful for you to say it like that as an insult. Um, and that was just a whole time. Uh, I remember, like, my mom handing the phone to me and then my aunt telling me that, like, if I just prayed the gay away, like, it would be... You know, like, there's still hope for me. Um, Did you try that? <clears throat> no. no. <laughs> um, it seemed insincere. Yeah. I've heard it doesn't work so well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It didn't seem, didn't seem like that was going to be a, a, a fair option. Um, trying to think of... Oh, my, my other aunt told me that it was just a phase that everyone goes through as a teenager. And I was like, mm, I don't think so, but I'm glad you feel that way. I feel like you're trying to, like, project your your views onto me, but you do you. Yeah. Now, how how old were you when you, when you finally had a relationship with, with someone that you really wanted to have a relationship with? Um... I was probably 16 or 17. Was it with the, uh, was, was it with the, the girl you had an unhealthy obsession with? Uh, no, oh. I, I still have not talked to her. <laughs> <laughs> that, that never, that never was a thing. Well, how did your first relationship go? I mean, was it fairly smooth sailing or was there a lot of drama? Um, well, we met on MySpace. Um, oh, MySpace. Yeah, uh, and our first interaction in person was at a concert at a church. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was actually I think it was like some youth group thing, uh, like church venue that like they were trying to make sure that you know the youngins were keeping out of trouble and stuff. So. And you were there trying to pray the gay away. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't like that. It was a, uh, it was just a venue situation. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't like a Christian band or anything like that. 
Um, although that would have been, yeah, <laughs> that would have been something I would have done for sure. Did, um, did you feel, you know, when, when you're in this, this first relationship, but of course you were, you were pretty young, you know, I, I hardly remember being 16 and in relationships, but you know, did it, it, did it feel like you were where you were supposed to be finally? Um, yeah, it felt super natural. Like I wasn't, um, it didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong, which I had had a boyfriend before that. And it made me feel just really gross. And I think that that was probably because of who the, the man was, um, probably. Cause I remember like, uh, introducing him to my mom one time and she was like, Brittany, please just like girls. Like, this is not like, if this is who you're going to date, please just don't do that. Well, that's a and I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was fun. He, um, yeah, <laughs> it was, I, I'm, I'm definitely supposed to be with women for sure. It seems like, uh, you, you've gotten some strange mixed signals from your mom there too, in the, in the early years, you know, being, definitely. being accepting, but then, you know, trash talking you and then going back to please just like girls. Yeah, yeah, that was just who my mother was in in a nutshell, for sure. Okay. You you are so uh, you're so nonchalant uh, about everything. It's it's amazing. I, I'm sure that things were a lot more intense than you're making them out to be. But I think it's just kind of your your personality. You're just like, yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, <laughs> she's she's been uh, she's been gone for nine years now, so I can I can say whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you were you were still a young adult at at the time, and I'm not sure when you and uh, and Kaya met, but um, were you on your own for for quite a while before you met Kaya? Uh, no. Uh, in the queer community, uh, that doesn't typically happen. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I think for me, I was essentially single for probably the longest I had been, <laughs> uh, before Kai and I met, um, but we met in 2014, I think in September was the first time she messaged me, um, cause we met on OkCupid. Uh, I had just moved to Kalamazoo and I didn't know anyone and uh, I needed friends so I got online and tried to make friends and now I'm married uh, to the person that messaged me so super great so OkCupid works I guess is the bottom line there yeah I would um I would I would buy stock in OkCupid for sure. <laughs> did something feel? Did anything feel different about your relationship with Kaya when you were getting into it? You know, versus you know maybe previous girlfriends you'd had. Um, yeah, I'm not convinced that it's real. <laughs> that this is happening. <laughs> well, she is. 
she is a little she she's kind of like a princess isn't she oh absolutely it's like a fairy tale right <laughs> yeah and i'm sure that that says a lot about me too like you know rescuing a princess and did she need rescuing uh no i oh okay i think so i just <laughs> that was a bit like a, a dream of mine you know oh, as, a, as a small child <laughs> the... I thought maybe there was an awesome story there. <laughs> well, so one of the other things we we talked about uh, chatting about um, is <clears throat> is a much uh, is a, a very serious subject that really we don't talk about a, a whole lot, or or maybe people just don't want to talk uh, talk about, and that's uh, internalized homophobia um, or internalized transphobia, which which is also uh, all over the place. But you mm -hmm. know, tell me. Tell me how that maybe had an effect on your life. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, let's, like, just get into it, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's something I still deal with from time to time, um, especially when I go back to, like, visit my my grandmother. And um, I can't even say family because I haven't seen them in, in years at this point. Uh, but I am from Indiana and like the northern part of Indiana. I was born in Fort Wayne. Um which I think that they every year they have like a pride festival, so like it's it's gotten better for sure, but uh I I don't know, like I didn't see a lot of queer people. Um I remember being like five or six and being really into Melissa Etheridge, of course. Um, she was super popular then. Um, and I didn't know that she was a lesbian. Uh, and I feel like if I would have known that, I probably would have like, like a good um, like reference of what lesbianism is. Uh, but it was never something that, like, my family talked about. And if they did talk about it, they referred to, like, queer people as being gross or sinners or um, just, you know, all of the all of the negative things that come with that. Um, and uh, I just remember being like, oh, well, I definitely don't want to be that. Like, I, I would love to have acceptance from my family because that's not ever something that I, I really feel like I ever got. Um, I remember like trying to talk to my cousin about it one time and her, her response to that was like, you know what, you know what sex is going to be like then. Right. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm like 15. That's not really something that I'm thinking about right now. Um, as that, that the idea of that just makes me never want to like touch anyone or anything for any reason. Uh, yikes. Um, was it the, the idea of, of sex that was kind of repulsive or the idea of, of queer sex? What, what were you, what were you thinking? Well, I definitely knew that I didn't want to have sex with a man. Um, cause the idea of that like freaked me out. Uh, I didn't want to get pregnant. I didn't want to get, you know, an STD or something, which in small town, Indiana, like 
it was very much like a mean girls situation where they're like, if you don't, like, if you have sex, you will get pregnant and you will die type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have like a good sex ed education or yeah, just said that twice. <laughs> um, and so like, it's just a whole bunch of like fear that they instill in you. And, um, I feel like had they even talked about like the possibility of like queer sex in school, like any kind of education would have been helpful. Um, but of course they did not do that. That probably wasn't even a thought. Um, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> so it's not, like, it's not an option. Yeah. Well, as you got into your teenage years and, and, uh, that realization that, that maybe you liked girls started to, to come to mind, you know, how did that, how did that jibe with that, that internalized homophobia? Um, well, I was, you know, like marriage wasn't legal. Uh, and I didn't really know what like the future would hold with being with another woman would be like, uh, so it wasn't like, I, I was just more focused on like, what is my relationship going to look like today? Because I don't know what the end goal is with a queer relationship and like what it could be. I had never like seen um, same-sex same couples portrayed in like movies or anything. Um and I definitely watch a lot of movies, so, like, I didn't know that, you know, that that was even an option. Um, so you really didn't have any exposure to, to queer people at all to base opinions on? Yeah, I just I just knew that girls were pretty, and I wanted to hold them and kiss them, and that was pretty much it. Aww, that's adorable. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so when you, when you finally uh, came out, you know, to yourself and, and to your, to your mom, uh, did you, do you feel like some of that internalized stuff went away or was it still there kind of beneath the surface? Oh no, it was still there. Um, I mean, it's still there to like today. Um, well, how does, how does it affect you today? Can you, can you tell me kind of like what, what the, the thoughts or the feelings you get are? Um, it's usually, so like Kai and I will go and visit my grandma um, every once in a while. And sometimes we'll have to like be out in public and holding her hand typically isn't something I ever think about. But when like it just is something so natural that we do, you know, like we're always touching each other. And, but like in Indiana, it feels like if we do that, we get stared at people to whisper and talk. And I just don't want to have to deal with the confrontation of like, you queers get out of this town or, you know, something. <laughs> and, uh, we don't, um, we don't typically sit too close at my grandma's house or, um, you know, like, have any indication that we're a married couple um just mostly out of fear probably um i don't know if it's something that kaya really fears but it's definitely something that i fear going back into that town 
Well, I was going to say it sounds, it sounds less like you know homophobia on on your part, and and more like you're you're afraid of what someone's reaction is going to be to your relationship. Well, also like when we're out in public, um, I don't know if it's necessarily homophobia, but like seeing other queer people out in public, I'm just like, oh, there's family, and then like. <laughs> just like identifying people out in the world. Um, Kai and I have this game that we play called gay or nay. <laughs> uh, we're like, do you think that they're, and then we're like, yeah, definitely. They're wearing rainbow socks. Like, <laughs> um, but it's just, uh, I don't, I don't know actually like why we do that. Like maybe it like is like reassuring that we're not the only ones in the area or something. Well, I think that there's some there's some definite truth to that, and I, I don't necessarily, and, and it's just my opinion. Um, but I don't I don't think a game like uh, gay or nay there's there's anything wrong with that. I mean, it's it's and it's fun, and you're not doing it in a malicious way. And I think that looking for other people that are like us, you know, other queer people, is a totally natural thing because we we do want to belong have a have a community you know um even if we are introverted like i am but um you know because I, i'll feel a lot more comfortable if you know i'm meeting up or talking with other queer people than i than i will with you know cishet people and um it's it's just the way it is and i i, I don't think there's anything wrong with that though i think it's just it's us wanting to be around people like us and, and I don't know. I don't know if I can explain it better than that. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense to me. Um, just, like, there's a lot of times where I've, like, stayed at my grandma's house for the weekend, and Sunday comes around, and she's like, are you going to church with me? And I'm like, you know what? That sounds like a marvelous idea. Why don't I do that? Um, and small-town Indiana church is extremely boring. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, I think I was, I was looking for some kind of weird thrill and that, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't, uh, probably the best time of my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems like, and I, and I could be way off here because I, I don't know you that well, Brett, but it, it seems like you're carrying around guilt for something and it, it doesn't seem like you it doesn't seem like you did anything wrong um oh, yeah i mean like being queer isn't wrong but like of course growing up and being told that my entire life um i think even when kaya and i had first started dating my grandma told me that she you know there's still time for me to meet a nice christian man and get married and have kids and I was just like, well, I'm going to tell you right now, Grandma, that it's not going to happen. Um, I've already told you that, that that is not an option for me. Um, I, I know that I'm on your prayer list, but I just don't think that your small congregation is going to change my mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that... I don't. I hopefully you don't think I'm giving you a, a hard time because I, I understand the the things that you're saying because I am, 
you know, there are certain family member members and people that I won't talk to about my gender identity, not because I'm ashamed of who I am, but one, because I don't want to go to through the hassle of trying to explain something that's really tough to understand for even for me. Um, but two, because I, I don't know what the reaction is going to be. And I'm afraid of that. You know, I'm, I'm 40 years old and I'm, and I'm still afraid of that kind of stuff. And yeah. that's, that's part of doing this podcast is to, to help learn from other people's stories, how to have a little bit less fear, but yeah, it's, it's scary. Like my, my grandma, who is the, one of the sweetest people on the planet and I absolutely adore her. I don't know that I'll ever talk to her about my gender identity because I, you know, she, I just, I don't know. It, it, it just seems weird to me to talk to her about it. And I guess there's not a good reason. Um, it's just, it's fear. It's a, a little bit of weakness on my part. Yeah. I've also learned that I don't owe people an explanation about why I'm living my life the way I am. Um, it's also, it does, it also doesn't feel like it's been a choice, you know, like I didn't choose to be a lesbian. Um, I didn't just wake up one day and I was like, you know what? Loving women sounds nice. I'm just going to do that. <laughs> Though had I known that that was, you know, I probably would have chosen it anyways. Um, well, women are, are far superior anyway, you know, so. They... <laughs> no, it's a. Uh... You know, I, I think that we're we're entering a a time where you you really you can choose if you want to to be a certain person or to be a, a certain way, and and that's great. But I think for most of us, that's that's it's never a choice. I would never ever have just chosen to be trans ever um, because it is a hard, confusing road and. I mean, yeah. no, no offense to other trans people. You, you know, it's 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 hard, and there's a lot of stuff externally and internally. Um, and so, I, I would never choose that for for myself. Um, but at the same time, now that I'm understanding more, I I do feel a lot more at peace with the person that I am. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. We kind of we kind of went down a, a strange rabbit hole there, didn't we? <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> so what's what's next for you guys? You've got a, a baby that's going to be due in another 10 weeks, right? Uh-huh. We are due in April. Okay. That's exciting. Um, we got married in 2018, but just recently got our last names changed to reflect that. Um, that was another thing that we had to like deal with as a queer couple in the court in the civil court, I think, um, they didn't know how to, how to, cause like we made up our last name. We didn't just like pick one or the other that we had. Um, and they were just like, uh, I don't know if you can do that. And when we were going, like when we were in court with the judge, he was like, you guys could have just signed your name on the marriage license to Sonny and Cher for all I care. And it would have been legal. And I was like, well, that's definitely not the name that I would have chosen, but I'm glad. And then we had like a whole discussion about who would be Sonny and who would, who would be Cher. But <laughs> what did you decide? Um, I don't remember but I think I would rather be Cher. <laughs> well, everybody would rather be Cher. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, oh, that's funny. So, well, tell me a little bit about the uh, the the genesis of your name then, Ravencrest. Um. So we, I think we started off with the letter R, um, because of Kaya's name starts with a K and my name starts with a B and we tried to find a letter that would incorporate the shape of both of those and decided R was it, I guess. <laughs> um, and then um, tried to find a name that started with an R and uh, I think we chose Ravencrest for ravens being a bird (laughs) 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 and then the crest of a wave because i loves the ocean so i love birds and she loves the ocean so we picked raven and crest so well i think it's it's awesome and and I mean, to any of you couples out there thinking about getting married, you could just decide your last name. That's awesome. It's so so easy. You just pay a couple hundred dollars (laughs) and just um, just do that. So Uh, have you ever considered buying an actual raven? Uh, we have talked about it and we need to buy a house first. Um, They're pretty expensive. Yeah, I have now been promised multiple animals that I want, um, but we need to get a house first. Okay. And Kaya needs Kaya needs a trampoline, and I get a Saint Bernard and a chameleon, and then we get ravens, and then. <laughs> wow, your house is gonna be so sick. <laughs> it's gonna it is, be amazing. You know, it truly is, and I am so excited for it. <laughs> Well, Britt, thanks so much for coming and hanging out with me today. It was really nice to talk to you. Yeah, it's been nice to talk to you. All right. Well, everybody, thank you again for for tuning in and and listening. Um, If you're liking the show, if you dig it, uh, leave me a review or send me a note or give me stars on whatever platform you're listening to. I I love uh, that external validation. I thrive on it. Um, And Rebecca Jonesy, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. I really appreciate you. And to everyone else out there, stay safe and stay strong.